Welcome to the Tech Talks podcast, helping you turn adversity into victory. Whether you're an entrepreneur, corporate professional, or stay-at-home parent, the Tech Talks podcast provides relevant advice and inspiration as you navigate your career, calling, and daily life. Let's get started with your host, Matt Tech. Hey everybody, didn't plan on going live about this today, but I woke up this morning to find a lot of you sharing that the hashtag save the children had been blocked on Facebook. I'm glad to see that it's back up, but I think it's great that a lot of you guys are deciding to speak up. And I've made my voice pretty well known about the silence of mainstream media on this issue of human trafficking. But today, on my way into work this morning, I was going to go live this morning, but I didn't because I needed to let what the Lord was telling me marinate a little bit. But on the way to work, my spirit was rocked today. And look, most of you listening to this are not going to like what I have to say right now and probably not even going to agree with it, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. Now, for years, what I've thought of is how do we focus on the victims and how do we rescue victims? And to be honest, as far as offenders and traffickers go, I just want them in jail. I want justice served. I want them to be punished to the full extent of the law. That's what I want. And I think that's right to want those things. However, what I'm reading on social media, and while I understand whenever a trafficker is outed or their face is displayed in public, There's so much call for punishment, like severe punishment, castration, execution, violent kind of punishment. And there's such hateful comments on social media towards pedophiles and traffickers. And trust me, while I understand this, if it was my children, I always joke with my wife that if it was my child, you would probably never see me again because I would be in prison. Here's what I felt the Lord telling me today. In Micah 6, 8, we're asked, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Now, let's take this verse and put it into context for a second so that we really fully understand. Micah was prophesying to the people of Israel the destruction of Jerusalem and Samaria. Jerusalem and and Samaria, they were basically known as the centers of evil in Israel. It was like the evildoers capital was Jerusalem and Samaria. It was full of fraud, it was full of theft, idolatry, debauchery, oppression, hypocrisy, injustice. It was full of heresy, lying, murder, human sacrifice. It was full of sexual immorality. Jerusalem and Samaria was the evil capital of Israel. Now, in our modern context, if I were to put this in today's context, our world is filled with such evil right now. Now, most of us know that this evil exists, but with the advancements in technology 
and with social media, we're seeing them on much more of a consistent basis for what they really are, which is pure evil. Now, I'm gonna use the example of human trafficking because that's what I feel led to and passionate about. Human trafficking is a perfect example. Now, here's what I'm finding shockingly. I'm finding that a lot of people that I talk to have no idea what a huge thing this is. It is a $150 billion per year industry. Eight million children around the world go missing every single year. And there's up to 40 million people that are in modern day slavery right now. And Americans are the number one consumers of child pornography in the entire world. Now let's get back to Micah for a second. We talked about do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with our God in the context of where Micah was. He's prophesying and telling the people of, of Jerusalem and Samaria that they're about to be destroyed. But what is the purpose of the destruction of Jerusalem and Samaria? The evil capital of Israel. The purpose, if you read the last few chapters of Jerusalem's destruction, is restoration. It's to go from the epitome of evil to the spiritual capital of the world. This, Jerusalem, is where God would bring his exiles from Babylon in spite of the opposition that came from the surrounding heathen nations. And he would restore the nation of Israel and make Israel the promised land of God. Now, Guess what town was situated in the Judean hills just five miles south of Jerusalem? Bethlehem, my friends. So the capital of evil becomes God, God's chosen land and the birthplace of Jesus Christ himself. Can you imagine? And of course, the people hearing Micah's message just did not receive it. Because at that point in time, they were only interested in hearing from prophets that were saying exactly what the people of the land of Jerusalem wanted to hear. And Micah spoke against those very prophets that were accepted. Those prophets who, who encouraged people to just become comfortable with their sins. Micah spoke against that. Now, what I felt like God was shaking my spirit today about, I was flooded with emotion, flooded in tears. I believe that we are going through a global reckoning right now. I believe that the capitals of evil are being exposed and cleansed so that restoration will become us. I feel it in my spirit that there is a global shift, a global shift of finances and political power from wickedness in high places into the kingdom of God. And I feel like that is why we're seeing all the things that we're seeing in 2020. But there are a lot of people today, even some of you watching this, including many Christians that do not believe that. And that's okay. Truth will always be in harmony with scripture and time reveals all truth. Now, how does Micah end? This is important to where we're at right now. Micah ends with promises of mercy and restoration. You see, all of us shout justice, justice, justice for those who oppress others. And yes, we want justice. I want the people who hurt children and who hurt and oppress others to be punished and for justice to be served. 
But this is the part, guys, that shook me to my core. How much more does the Lord want the heart of the oppressor? How much more does the Lord want the heart of the trafficker? How much more does the Lord want the heart of the murderer? How much more does the Lord want the heart of people that worship Satan? Do we fully believe that the God that we serve can restore a heart of pure evil? Do we believe that? I believe that God is still calling sinners today and that nobody is too far gone. And we as Christians have to be faithful, just like Micah, to declare his word and to demonstrate love and mercy and walk humbly both before God and before me. So I'm gonna challenge you guys right now. This is a challenge that was put on my heart. You may or may not agree with this. Maybe it'll take you some time to agree. But while we're praying for the victims, I'm gonna challenge you to pray for the traffickers. I'm gonna challenge you to pray for the people who have been ousted in Ghislaine Maxwell's documents. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you as the list becomes bigger of people that we probably idolize doing terrible, terrible things to children, I'm gonna ask that when those names come out that you pray for them as well. Luke 15, 17 says, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Y'all, that spoke to me when I read it this morning. And I'm gonna be honest with you, this is hard. And most of our hearts will not agree with this. It's taken years and I'm still having a hard time agreeing with this. But there's somebody else that demonstrated this, Jesus himself. He demonstrated this exact thing as he was hanging on the cross. The people who were killing him and that drove and that drove nails through his through his wrists and through his feet, that cast lots for his clothing, that were spitting on him, making fun of him. He even said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And do we know, guys, do we know why this is so hard to do? Why praying for the victims, yes, is important, but praying for the oppressors is even more important, I dare say. And do you know why it's so hard for us to open ourselves up to praying for people who victimize others? It's because only God can cause this type of restoration. Only God can can cause this type of transformation. Guys, this shook me to my core today. So if you're sticking with me, I'm gonna pray for oppressors right now. Feel free to share this with anybody who you think might need to hear this, but I'm gonna pray right now. Father, we know how hard it is. It is so hard to pray for those who have victimized other people. Father, we know that. We know that even though you call us to pray for the safety of the children and for those who are in bondage, God, that you're in that in that this issue breaks your heart, Lord. We believe that you are so good and that nobody is so far gone from you that even the ones who are doing the abusing, even the murderers, even the traffickers, even the rapists, even the pedophiles, God that your desire is for their hearts as well. And you tell us that and you demonstrated that on the cross. And we thank you for that bold, bold demonstration. And Father, we acknowledge that it is a hard, 
hard thing for us to follow, but we thank you for setting the example. We pray, Father, that also that the ones who are oppressing others, Father, that they would seek and find forgiveness for themselves, and Father, that they would seek and find forgiveness from the ones that they have victimized. And God, we thank you that no one is out of reach of your great gospel. Father, I thank you for breaking my heart as this breaks yours, Lord. Father, I thank you for those who are staying in tune with us, who are praying this prayer with us, who understand that it's not our job to say that somebody needs to be punished violently for punishing others violently, Lord. An eye for an eye is not biblical. We're we're told to turn the other cheek and pray for our enemies. And God, this is a hard thing for us to grasp. And I thank you for everybody tuning in. And Father, we know you are the only one who can bring restoration. And we recognize that 2020 is a time of great shaking and great reckoning in the world right now, Father. And we thank you for everything that you are doing. We thank you for the victims that will be rescued and how you're going to use their lives to completely turn it around and rescue others. God, I I speak supernatural disruption of communication across the various ways and methods that traffickers may communicate, that there will be supernatural disruption. Father, that, 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 that darkness will be exposed, that evil will be exposed and come to light. And that, yes, justice will be served to the fullest extent of the law, Father, but also that the hearts of those who are receiving that justice also experience your mercy and walk humbly with you for the rest of their lives. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in, for letting me go on that for a second. The Lord just put that on my heart this morning. If I would have shared it with you this morning, I would have been a total wreck. I I was a mess. But guys, pass this on. Share, share, share. Share this, share this, share this. Let's make sure that as we're fighting this fight, that we're fighting it the right way. Love you guys.